Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. Listen again for the Word of God from the Gospel of John in the fourth chapter. So Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar. It was near a a plot of ground that uh, Jacob uh, had given to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw out water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, um, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Because the Jews uh, didn't share things in common with the Samaritans. So Jesus answered him, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have no bucket. The well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you, uh, are you greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us the well and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? And Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said, well, sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty. You have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, well, go go call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you're right in saying you have no husband. For you've had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. So what you've said is true. The woman said to him, well, sir, I see that you're a prophet. You know, our our ancestors, they worshipped on this mountain. But you say the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. 
You know, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for our salvation is from the Jews, but the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. Because God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, well, okay, I know that the Messiah is coming, who's called the Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all of these things to us. And Jesus said, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. And just then, the disciples came, and they were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, well, what do you want, or or, why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar, went back to the city, and then she went to say to people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? So they left the city. They were on their way to him. Now, meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. So the disciples said to one another, surely no one's brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, no, my food is to do the will of, of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do, do not say you know, four months more, and then comes the harvest. But I tell you, look around you. See how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages, is gathering fruit for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. For the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Now, many Samaritans from that city, uh, they believed in him because of the woman's testimony that he told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, you know, it's it's no longer because of what you said that we believe. Now we've heard for ourselves. And we know this is truly the savior of the world. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the Advent season, the season leading up to Christmas, we are waiting for Jesus, right? The Advent season, we are are waiting for, for Jesus. We're waiting during Advent with hopeful expectation for the coming of Jesus into the world. And we remember that the world waited hopefully for his first coming, for the birth of of baby Jesus. In Advent, we're waiting for Jesus. 
in the season of Lent, this season leading up to the celebration of Easter, Jesus is waiting. See, the the first Sunday of Lent, we heard about Jesus entering into the wilderness, how he waited for 40 days and nights and was tempted by the devil. And then last Sunday, we heard about uh, how Jesus waited for that Pharisee, Nicodemus, to come and find him in the night. And this morning, we meet Jesus, tired from his journey, alone, waiting by a well. In the Advent season, we are waiting for Jesus to come into the world. But in Lent, we remember Jesus has come into the world. And now he is waiting for us. Because Jesus is waiting on on somebody. I I think he's waiting on somebody today. To somebody somewhere to finally come alive and offer these unique gifts and experiences they've been given to offer them to the world. Jesus is is waiting, I think, today for somebody who has been living with shame for years to come and find him and to discover his love and his forgiveness and his embrace. Jesus is waiting for you. I I bet, I I know Jesus is waiting on somebody today who is is trapped in some cycle of making the same mistakes over and over again. Someone he's inviting to repent, telling them they can turn their life around. Jesus is waiting for you. Jesus is waiting today for someone who is grieving to come to him for comfort. Jesus is waiting for you. Jesus is waiting for someone who is looking for something, for some meaning, who wonders if there's something more to this life. Jesus is waiting for you. And Jesus is waiting for someone who feels alone, who feels invisible, like there's no one who could truly understand what they are feeling. Well, Jesus is waiting for you. And Jesus is waiting for someone who is celebrating today, who who is feeling all of the feels because of how great life is right now in this moment, but they, they have this sinking feeling they don't deserve it. And the other shoe is gonna drop. And Jesus is waiting for you. And Jesus is waiting for someone who doesn't even know that they need exactly what he has to offer, that Jesus is waiting for you, and Jesus is waiting for her at the well. And we don't know her name. I'm sure he did. But we know about her. A woman. A Samaritan. A people not much appreciated by Jews who had no love for them either. A woman who thirsts. Married five times. She is smart. She knows the stories of her people. She knows the teachings of her faith. She knows a Savior is coming. And she has been waiting. We don't know who she is, but after she meets Jesus, we know her. Now, for thousands of years, the world has known her. We know she is a person about whom some may say there is more than meets the eye. Proverbs 20, verse 5 says that a person's thoughts are like water in a deep well. 
but someone with insight can draw them out. She is a deep well, and Jesus, someone with insight, draws much out of her. Jesus was waiting for her. He was waiting for her by the well. She doesn't know him, but he knows her, and he asks her for a drink. She doesn't give him what he asks for, does she? No water is ever drawn from that well that day. Instead, she points out first that their kind is not supposed to be chatting alone at wells. Jesus, who waits on each of us, asks of us to give him things that we don't understand how to give sometimes. He asks her for a drink of, of water. She has a reply, and it's not a cup of water. Sometimes it takes a few times for Jesus to draw out of us what he's asking for. We don't always know how to respond to Jesus when we first hear his voice, hear his call. Sometimes we have some excuses, good excuses. Work. Family, money, time, fear, society, shame. How is it that you ask, a Jew ask of me, a woman, a Samaritan? How is it that you ask of me? So still, Jesus thirsts and waits. Next, Jesus turns the tables. He says, okay, well, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, well, you would ask of him and he would have given you living water. She does not yet know that the Savior that she has been waiting for, thirsting for, is sitting right in front of her. And if we only knew that the stirrings in our hearts, the hunger to change, maybe to embrace some passion that God has given you, to embrace a, a person that God is, is calling you to become, to let go of, of fear, to open our arms to him, if, if we could really be sure that it was God, that we could let, let go and, 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 and he would catch us, if we could be sure, then maybe. She didn't know, but if she did, she'd be the one asking him to finally, completely quench her heart's great thirst, and he would give her living water. So she did not give him what he asked for first, and then she did not ask for what he could give her second. Instead, another reply, another excuse, a misunderstanding. Well, sir, you have no bucket. Sir, you have no bucket. You have no bucket. You're at a well with no bucket. And you know the well is deep. The well is deep. If there is a deep well and the water is low and you have no bucket, well, it may seem like you're just going to stay thirsty. 
Sometimes in life we may find ourselves thirsty, looking at a well with no bucket, and we just can't reach the water, and we can't grasp the thing that we think will finally quench our thirst. You know, somebody has been stuck in some work that just wears them down. They've never felt fulfilled. And somebody else just can't seem to catch a break. It's one thing after another. The well is just too deep. And somebody is, is longing for love or for companionship or friendship or, or community, but the well, it's just, it's too deep. Those things seem always just out of grasp. But the thing is, none of these things by themselves will satisfy us, even if we could reach them. Someone has their dream job, but they'll retire. Maybe they get to a point where they cannot work and they will still thirst. The well is deep. And someone may be with the love of their life and surrounded by friends, but they still thirst. They're unsatisfied somehow. And someone may be healthy, wealthy, and wise, but still thirst, always wanting just a little bit more. The well is too deep. Jesus said to her, well, everyone who comes and drinks of this water will be thirsty again. Things in life change too often and too quickly for us to expect even the greatest blessings on this earth will satisfy our thirst forever. But Jesus is offering something more, something that is already inside each of us, a drink from a well whose source is abundant. Jesus said, those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. And the water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Beloved, there is a well within us, and it is the love of God. And that well is deep. That well is overflowing with grace, gushing up to eternal life. God has already given us this in this life all that we need to be satisfied, no matter the conditions of our life, no matter the situations we find ourselves in. We have a source of strength within us. And when we remember that it is there and it has been within us all along, and when we drink from it, it can bring us a peace that surpasses all of our understanding and quench our thirsty hearts. Well, sir, give me this water. I will never be thirsty. Beloved, when the well is too deep, when what you are facing is too hard, drink from a well the power of God within you. When the well of guilt or shame or regret is too deep, well, drink from the well of grace within you. When the well of fear, of worry, of fretting is too deep, well, drink deep from the well of Christ's peace within you. Drink deeply and quiet your mind to hear the voice of the one waiting for you. 
because truly, He is the Savior of the world. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.